morning, and welcome to Connections Radio Show, where we talk about ideas. We talk about ideas that intrigue us. We talk about ideas that get us connected. I'm glad you've made the connection and are with us today. I'm Lori Fitz, your host, and we like to explore a wide range of topics that challenge us to see ourselves, our community, and the world around us that get us thinking, get us feeling, get us imagining, and perhaps inspired or challenged to do a bit more because we made the connection. So this morning when I was driving in, did you all see the fog? It was mysterious and it was lovely. I always love the fog. Um, And I have a guest here that helped me understand a part of why I love the fog, as well as other things that happen this time of year that get celebrated and we make all kinds of interesting connections. Christine Schroeder is a life skill advisor. She's also an intuitive medium. Welcome, Christine. Welcome. I'm enjoying myself. Well, I'm so glad you're here. We we were talking about the fog this morning and how it is a thin veil. And even though you can't see things, you can feel them. Yes. And, and, and it seems like every good ghost movie and mystery movie opens in the fog. Yes, I agree. <laughs> um, from my perspective, uh, fog has a resonance because water holds emotion and is insulating. And so we feel both protected and connected in fog. Um, And you can't see or know what's coming, but you can feel it. The density resonates better. Um, So yeah, fog is a great great symbol and image and um, conduit. I'm always fascinated by the folks that want to go see a scary movie or they want to know more about ghosts, but yet they don't really believe it. And I did some research and according to a poll, uh, and it's a fairly recent poll, that out of a thousand adults, 45% believe in ghosts. And 64% of those folks that believe in ghosts, oh no, actually 64% all in total believe that there is life after death. So 45% believe that they're around us, and 64% do believe that there's life after death. And another study suggests that 63% of people who've lost a spouse say that they felt their presence, um, that they felt their better half. And 47% say that their husband or wife watches over them. And 34% say that they talk to them on a regular basis. Yeah. So there are things that we do and things that will respond in, in anonymous ways to surveys about how we feel. And there's the public self that's more of the poo-poo, oh, I'm, I'm not sure if I really believe that. Right. But there's a part of us, I believe, that want to wanna figure it out. You know, we know we're on a limited time here and we have to, uh, there's some sort of meaning to why we're here. And we kind of hope that there's something more as well and that this isn't just it. Yep, I would agree. Um, and to tag on to your your comments, um, I have read many a, a person in a casual setting that have lost loved ones. And even if they don't believe in ghosts, they all will say, you know, I had that dream mm-hmm. where they came and it was so real. Or I felt their presence. Or, you know, that cardinal that sits out my window, I swear to you, that's got to be grandma so-and-so. Uh-huh. Um, so even if if you don't believe per se, 
it is a very common thread throughout most people that I meet. Um, so even if they look at me and say, well, you're a little nutty, um, they still resonate with these stories. Right. So. I have a, a, a memory of two dreams. One dream, very powerful, that I can flash back and remember it as if it was a real conversation. And it was after my father passed. And I know I saw his younger self come through in his hunting outfit with his favorite hunting dog. Right. And we had a great conversation. Yeah. yeah. And it was not that much after he died. And I woke up feeling so good that I was able to... And maybe it was just my great imagination, or maybe there's something else. Yeah, I, you know, I, I truly believe myself that there is that that connection does uh, follow through. I've had too many experiences that are um, beyond coincidence um, for me to be that great of a guesser <laughs> in circumstances that will show those things. So. Now, you've been an intuitive for more than 20 years, mm-hmm. and this is your passion. Yes, it is. It's my real job. <laughs> it's your real job. And in, in fact, if folks are interested, there's two ways um, that you can get to know Christine. You can get to know Christine today if you've got a question, especially if you have a question of someone who's passed um, that you might want to make a connection today on Connections Radio Show. You can call 952-946-6205. The number again is 952-946-6205. Maybe you've had a dream. Uh, maybe you just want to know something. Maybe something's unsettled. Maybe you just want to see how they're doing on the other side. Um, Christine does this, and she's done this for many years, and, and we're going to hear more about how she does this. If you want to look up uh, her website, you can go christineintuitivemedium.com, uh, .wordpress.com. So again, that's christineintuitivemedium.wordpress.com. This is a busy time for you. Yes, it's definitely a busy time for me. Um, because of all the ritual and all the, the celebratory pieces around this and all the horror movies that come up, it, it makes people think of, you know, the people that have crossed over. So I do get a lot more telephone calls and a lot more, you know, I'm wondering if so-and-so is, you know, wanting to connect with me. So for me, it's really interesting and enjoyable, um, though I can do this at any time of year. It does not need to be around <laughs> Halloween. But, you know, there's a lot of festivals, and yes. it's not just festivals here with our Halloween. There's there's something about this time of year that brings up festivals and it's not all this time of year. You're, you're correct. You can connect any time. But there just seems to be something around the harvest. Maybe Absolutely. it's when we're, like, putting all of the uh, the garden to bed. <laughs> and, and there is a strong um, historical, cultural piece to that because of the fact that, you know, they weren't sure that, that after winter it was going to come back to life. And so the pagan rituals, you know, were heavily invested in kind of making sure that the gods were happy and and part of those um, people were the people that had crossed over. So they had to make them happy too. So that came with the whole package. Now, there are experiences that you've had uh, with connecting with folks that have crossed over. Um, and sometimes our expe- expectations of wanting to connect with them are kind of you know, kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. What are some of the expectations <laughs> that people come sometimes with? Uh, I want to connect with the dead. Right, and- right. I often find that people want, you know, Aunt Effie to be extremely exciting, or the reading to be very um, dramatic, or something very. 
um, inspiring. And if Aunt Effie just loved to play bingo, that's kind of an (laughs) unrealistic (laughs) expectation of Aunt Effie. (laughs) She hasn't found some (laughs) grand answer. (laughs) (laughs) She still likes bingo. Exactly. (laughs) She's going to probably talk about bingo. Um, And so people uh, somewhat are disappointed, and yet at the same time, I think it's comforting to resonate with the mundane. And some people feel that that is, oh, you know, they they haven't become less or more of who they are. They are just exactly who I want them to be in that moment. And so I do connect with people in strange ways, but often it is very mundane and they just want to say hi. There's nothing really important going on. (laughs) And that ties into acknowledgement. Tell me about that. Um, from my work and over the years, I have often found that the thing that, that people that have crossed over want most is just recognition and an acknowledgement, um, not to be forgotten, not to be ignored. Um, and so they will do interesting things like rattle your plumbing or, (laughs) um, mess with your electronics or touch your keys, um, things of that nature to kind of get you to be aware of the fact that they exist and, and they'd love you to think of them. I've had some experiences when I'm cooking in the kitchen, especially around the holidays and something it's like, okay, mom. Okay, I did make the gravy the way that you like the gravy made. But we're dealing with the living right now. <laughs> exactly. So if I don't put raisins in the stuffing because no one else but you like the raisins in the stuffing, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. and I think that's, that's an interesting component of this as well. At this time of year, we, we impugn the dead with, with powers that are far greater than they actually have. Um, I've never been afraid of someone who's dead because I can outrun them. <laughs> and I don't run very well. So <laughs> it's, it's uh, just kind of interesting to me that we, we give people that are dead these, these great advanced powers that we don't have. Well, it happens in the movies, right? Yes. So there's these scary, you know, Halloween horrors that we both are attracted to and are scared of at the right, same time. Right. But I, I'm always curious about why, as a culture, we so fear it and not celebrate it and not make it more fun. I mean, there's the uh, the Oban, the Japanese mm-hmm. festival, which honors the spirits of ancestors. Um, it's essentially the Japanese Day of the Dead. And there are parades. There are right. bonfires. And it's all about, you know, celebrating, yeah. guiding the spirits yeah. and being kind of in a more, you know lighthearted celebration with the dead versus this, you know, they're going to come get me. Yeah, yeah. And I think some of that is Hollywood. I think the come get me also has to do with some of our more um, puritanical background in the United States and some of the harsher environments, you know, that some of these these, uh, traditions came from. But, yeah, the rituals around dancing and lighting the path and being it being a journey um it, it work it, it's that information is getting out into the greater populace more but yeah I, I agree with you the celebratory piece is much better in mali uh the dagon people uh communicate with their ancestors through a special dance it's a masquerade and dancers and masks and it's all about you know celebration So we're coming down to the end of our first segment, and we're going to talk some more about multicultural celebrations that are are part of a different way of looking at connecting with our ancestors. And then we'll talk about how we do it and how Christine can do it. And you can call in and, and connect if you want to do that today. 
And you're listening to AM950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. And we'll be right back after a few commercials. Park Square Theater invites you to The Agitators, a new play telling the surprisingly timely story of the friendship between suffragette Susan B. Anthony and civil rights activist Frederick Douglass. Young abolitionists, when they met in the 1840s, they were full of hopes, dreams, and common purpose. Great allies, yes, and at times, great adversaries. They agitated the nation. They agitated each other. And in doing so, they changed the course of American history. The story of the Civil War and its aftermath comes to life in exploring the roots of racism during the abolition of slavery and also brings to light the struggles of sexism and the challenge of female emancipation. This play touches the agitator within to fight for what's important. Directed by Signe V. Haraday, this regional premiere stars Emily Gunyuhalis as Susan B. Anthony and Michael Sapp as Frederick Douglass on stage at Park Square Theatre now through October 28th. Check out parksquaretheatre.org. That's parksquaretheatre.org. I'm John Peterson of Ferndale Markets, and I'm the third generation to grow turkeys on our family farm in Cannon Falls. We've grown them the same way since 1939, free range and without antibiotics. We're proud of the way our turkey tastes naturally, so we don't add a thing. Just 100% pure turkey. Reserve your free-range Thanksgiving turkey today for pickup at our store right on the farm in scenic Cannon Falls or at one of our Metro retail partners. Visit us at FerndaleMarket.com for more information or to reserve your turkey today. Litton's Party Value has moved one mile north. Getting to Litton's Party Value is easy. Google 913 Plymouth Avenue North. Litton's Party Value's new location has the same great, fun, party, holiday celebration supplies. Visit our Halloween section for your Halloween party and decorations and costumes too. Litton's Party Value has the selection, the quantities, and the low warehouse pricing you love. Visit our new location, 913 Plymouth Avenue North. Yes, free parking, or shop online, partyvalue.com. Supporting the best local and independently owned restaurants in the Twin Cities has never been easier. You'll find an expansive list of local dining options at eatlocalminnesota.com, from classic American comfort food to authentic flavors from around the world. Cafe Latte offers made-from-scratch soups, salads, sandwiches, and mouth-watering desserts. Stop in the wine bar and enjoy a unique pizza loaded with fresh vegetables and perfectly roasted meats. Over 30 wines by the glass, Cafe Latte highlights Washington State wines and is the perfect destination for date night or an evening with friends. 850 Grand Avenue, St. Paul. Victor's 1959 Cafe has been serving South Minneapolis traditional Cuban food for over 15 years. Victor's is open for breakfast and lunch daily and now accepts dinner reservations too. Stop in and try the Pollo Tropicale or the Sandwich Cubano, which was featured on Food Network. More at eatlocalminnesota.com. Good morning. I'm Lori Fitz, your host, and welcome to Connections Radio Show. We're talking about this time of year, uh, making connections. And this time we're making connections perhaps to ancestors. We're also talking about multicultural celebrations and and our, our view of the dead and our view of dying and our view of connecting with those who have died. A lot of people have their own kind of secret feelings about this that our surveys tell us that they don't necessarily talk about in public, but they believe there's something more. They believe they can connect. In a recent Google search, it turned up that nearly 8 million folks believe that there is a link between ghosts 
and Einstein's work covering the conservation of energy. I remember as a little girl, my father was a physicist talking about this whole sense of conservation of energy, and could we actually see dimensions of ghosts? Well, the whole energy transfer is interesting. You know, nothing ever really disappears. So where does it go, and how do we explore it? And are there things about intuition that can be scientifically eventually understood, and can we just kind of go with some interesting folks that can that can and have created ways to be intuitive. And today I have Christine Schroeder, who is a life skill advisor and an intuitive medium. She does, she's a psychic intuitive, and she's been working in this field for 20 years. Welcome. Yes, I have. Thank you. You know, uh, it's a busy time for you. You're getting lots of different folks that want to connect. If you want to connect in the audience with an ancestor, you can. 952-946-6205. We just ask for your name and your birth date. Uh, it doesn't even need to be the year, just your birth date. And Christine will, will help you connect. Um, and there's all kinds of different expectations. We've talked about that, you know, we, we might want to believe that um, even earlier we were talking about how I, I have an ancestor that I'd like to connect with and I thought she'd be really exciting. And Christine goes, yeah, I'll be careful here. <laughs> you know, not every time you connect, you know, just because we want to believe that it's exciting doesn't necessarily mean that it's exciting. But she did have uh, an exciting life. Uh, Mary Fitz. Mary Fitz, Mary Fitz was a pirate. Um, a par- according to our whole family history, uh, there was a Fitz Ford in England, and the father died, and in order for their inheritance to stay in the family, Mary had to pretend she was a boy and then became a sailor. Then the boat, it was a Dutch merchant ship, and then that ship was taken over by pirates, and eventually Mary became a pirate in order to survive and actually went up the ranks in order to survive, especially when they found out she was a woman. She was, you know, a pretty tough chick in order to survive. <laughs> and I know about Mary because my father used to tease me because I'd, I'd ever, if I ever had anything tight around my neck, I'd get very uncomfortable. Well, it turns out Mary was hung by her neck. So she didn't have a very pleasant ending. And he would tease me that, that I'm just channeling Mary. Mary would not want anything tight around my neck. Yes, so very true. in connecting with Mary, what, what would... What what is she saying? Um, to the pieces that I get from Mary um, that connect to you are leadership, those skills, and influence. Mary still wants to influence the world around her. Mary, um, even though she had to deny who she was, she never was anything other than what she was. Even though she um, portrayed herself as very masculine and male, she also knew how to work the system in her favor as a female as well. Um, even though you, in those days, you never wanted a woman on a ship, um, the pirate piece of it worked for her. They didn't really care as long as they could get something, and she was good at getting things. She was good at kind of pulling all the pieces together. Um, sort of a businesswoman that was very uh, transactional. Yes, very <laughs> transactional. And very, um, n- she wasn't misunderstood. She wasn't flashy. She wasn't showy. But she was very effective. And um, I think the notoriety came after she was caught mm-hmm. and hung. Um, in her ability to get things done, she was really kind of 
um, much more of a, you know, I can fry up the bacon and, you know, have the kid on the hip and do it all at the same time. She was very much that type of a person. Um, she was also probably a little bit younger than anybody re realized in this whole period of her life. I think they, um, I think she probably shaved uh, uh, or added a good 10 years to her. Um, in a sense of being able to kind of run the show mm -hmm. um, through age. She is very attractive, but she is not, um, she didn't highlight that unless she wanted to. Um, and she's also, you know, we would, we perceive her as being sassy and all of those things. She's not. She's very serious. She's very much about getting it done. She's very much about um, maintaining that family experience. So, even with you know, on a pirate ship, even on a pirate ship, by whatever means it took to maintain her, her place in the world and her family's place in the world, that's what she was going to do. You've talked about how ancestors pick you; you don't pick ancestors. Yeah, tell me more about yeah. that. People, when they come to me, they're like, you know, is anybody around me? And I'll I'll pick whoever comes, and it's you know sometimes it's Aunt Effie. And, and they'll be like, well, I never knew Aunt Effie. Yeah, they don't care. Um, <laughs> it's about what, what they want to influence you to do and how they can benefit you moving forward. Um, from my experiences, when you cross over, the learning doesn't stop. Um, there are reasons that we continue on. There are reasons that we continue the connection with people that are part of our families that are still alive. And so that influences a piece of that, hence why you don't like things around your neck. Mary's going to influence you to avoid rope, <laughs> um, unless it's around a horse. Um, <laughs> yes. So for you, that's that piece. But also that kind of drive and that vision and, and the desire to connect with her was in large part her influence through your father and that familiar connection. And if there is something that the folks on the other side want to give us a message or want to support us, you're saying it's in leadership. Is there anything else that she's... For Mary? Mm -hmm. um, very much family, 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 family in the sense of um, having pride in it, but also understanding it and what that all means for you, not just in terms of siblings and parents, but in terms of what happens long after you're gone, you know, kind of name recognition and things of that nature. Um, the other piece to her is, believe it or not, she was extremely creative. Huh. Um, I would say she probably could sew like the Dickens <laughs> um, and, and was not afraid to put that part of herself out as well. Probably was able to sew herself up some uh, outfits yes. to make her look like a man. Yes, <laughs> and survive in that society. Exactly. Well, isn't that fun? It's 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 interesting to to imagine and to hear uh, what what connections we have to ancestors. Yes. I think we want to know who our ancestors are. We want to know how are we connected. We want to know. You know, the whole DNA search that folks are doing right now to find out where is their place. Right. What does it mean? Right. What's the point? Yeah. And in our next segment, we're going to talk more about what is the point? Why sure. Why is it that folks have this, this yearning to understand sure. and yearning to make sense of their own life by not only um, reflecting on their own life, but reflecting on who they came from? 
good. And, and what does that look like? We'll also talk about a few festivals. There's one that, that looks really interesting that both uh, Christine and I like. It's about eating <laughs> <laughs> and the dead liking to eat. <laughs> and, and perhaps that's part of how we started our Halloween. We'll also talk a little bit about Halloween and Samhain. Yes. Uh, the festivals that have taken place in our Celtic background. So stay tuned. This is fun. We'll be right back after a few commercials. Building a new home or remodeling a treasured older home can be one of the most exciting and rewarding endeavors of a lifetime. The key to success is to have your priorities and expectations decided up front and that your building partners all share your goals and vision. Steve Northway, founder of Construction Advocates, takes the mystery out of the process of building or remodeling and helps ensure a rewarding process for all involved. For more information or to set up an interview with Steve, go to constructionadvocates.com. That's constructionadvocates.com. Hello, I'm Dave Hutch, DFL endorsed candidate for Hennepin County Sheriff. I've been a police officer for 15 years, and I'm running for sheriff because I believe our elected sheriff should have a vision of public safety that includes everyone, no matter where they're from or what they look like. I believe in transparency, responsiveness, and open communication. As sheriff, I will rethink how the sheriff's office interacts with ICE. I'll require crisis intervention and de-escalation training for all Hennepin County deputies. I will make it a priority to protect everyone of Hennepin County, including our immigrant communities and our native community. I will provide mentally ill individuals with treatment and services needed to stay out of jail. I will never send Hennepin County deputies to break up protests at places like Standing Rock, and I will never stop working to improve the relationships between the police and the communities we serve. Let's start working together for a safe and healthy Hennepin County. I'm Dave Hutch, and I'm asking for your vote for Hennepin County Sheriff. Paid and prepared by Hutch for Sheriff Volunteer Committee. Native Earth Radio is proud to announce we're adding an extra hour. One hour's too fast. That's right, Uncle Curtis. Great. More time for me to share important information about our sacred animals. And report national native news with reporters all around the country. Saturdays from 1 to 3 p.m. We are awake. Find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and streaming live on Facebook. This is Chad, owner of AM950, here to tell you about Snap Construction. They're experts in roofing, siding, window, and insurance restoration. They have energy-efficient products available for both residential and commercial properties. This spring, when we needed a company to take a look at a problem with our roof, I called the company I knew I could trust, Snap Construction. I've known Ryan, the owner at Snap Construction, for years, so I knew I could trust him. Don't just take my word for it. Check out their reviews online. They are arguably the most well-reviewed exterior contractor online in the metro area. Over the years, Ryan has always said the same thing to me about his work. If we build it, shouldn't we be held accountable for the work indefinitely? He backed that statement up years ago when Snap Construction was a pioneer in offering a lifetime craftsmanship guarantee on all their work. For a free estimate or general questions, call the locally owned company AM950 Trusts Snap Construction at 612-333-SNAP. That's 612-333-SNAP or find them online at snapconstruction.com. They have financing options available. With your AM950 weather, I'm Hunter Hawes. Saturday, mostly cloudy with a high near 55. Sunday, mostly cloudy with a high near 51. And Monday, mostly sunny with a high near 54. 
This week, the local Minnesota.com Restaurant of the Week is Cafe Latte. Their gourmet cafeteria has an ever-changing selection of award-winning salads, sandwiches, and soups. Desserts available whole or by the slice. On Victoria and Grand in St. Paul, details at eatlocalminnesota.com. Welcome back to Connections Radio Show during this Halloween season. Our show today is that we're exploring connecting with ghosts, connecting with our ancestors. We have Christine Schroeder, who is an intuitive medium. I'm going to give you her website. It's very cool. ChristineIntuitiveMedium.wordpress.com. And we've been talking about, oh, different cultures and how they connect with ancestors and celebrate the dead. We've talked about uh, in Japan, cool things that they do for festivals and lantern lighting. Um, And it's now the Halloween time. And one thing that we talked about and that we we both did a little research on is this whole hungry ghost uh, and I, I want us to share, oh, also to call in first, before if you want to connect with someone, feel free to call in. It's 952-946-6205. Again, the number is 952-946-6205. So I'm imagining these hungry ghosts and I'm imagining, should I pass? I would probably be a hungry ghost. And I would probably be like wanting my cookie. (laughs) If I'm missing one thing, could I just have some M&M cookies? That's all I want is just a few M&M cookies. So there are actually festivals that help feed the hungry ghosts. Yes. Tell me about that. Yes. Um, The Hungry Ghost Festival is literally that, where they set a table and they make sure that everything that they need for the afterlife is there for them. And it's heavily laden with sweets and pastries and all of those things. And there's a, a, a pattern of ritual that is called souling. And that is literally where the ghosts are said to come back into the neighborhood and knock on your door and ask for pastries. They beg for pastries, <laughs> which I thought, yeah, that's going to be me. I need a good eclair every once in a while. And yeah. So, Go door to door. Exactly. Do, do you However have I can get it. <laughs> do you have a cookie? Just one. That's all I need. Yeah. Just one cookie will get me through another maybe 100 years. I don't know, but exactly. I just need a cookie. Yeah. Um, so that's wonderful. And and I love that it. there's a sense of uh, something that we can relate to. We don't think of the dead being hungry. Right, you know? right. And and I, I think we, we impugn them with things that, again, aren't aren't very human. So I always find it very interesting when when the more rituals, uh, historic rituals are very basic. <laughs> so we want food, we want money, <laughs> we want your watch. We want to know what's going on. And and we have a vested interest in wanting you to to succeed in Ex- some way. Exactly. And, and and it's our choice who we pick. Yeah, exactly. Who who, who we want to be able to um, to support. Yes. Now the before we go into Halloween, I want to talk a little bit about the Day of the Dead. Yeah. Because the Day of the Dead, there's there's this whole thing about bones and relics yeah. and the whole idea of dancing dead. It's the Day of the Dead, which is just before um, All Saints Day. Right. And so there's a religious overlay to it, but there's still something very partyish, uh, much more so than we do in our culture, about celebrating ancestors. Right. And and the celebratory piece of this is because we want them happy. We want our ghosts and our, our, our minions that have crossed over to do our bidding in a happy way. So appeasing them just makes sense. 
Um, so that's part of the festival piece so of it. So part of it is they want a favor to be done. Right, right. And, exactly. and they figure that they've, they've got sort of a corner on the market on something. Yep. Since yep. they're they dead. They know more. <laughs> you know, they've, they've, they've crossed over, so uh-huh. they've jumped that rope. Uh-huh. And they're going to be able to tell us things that we can't see. Uh-huh. And I would say that that's probably true. Um, from my perspective, and they, they do have jobs. And so we kind of give them, you know, things to give us an edge. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the theory of the parking angel, um, <laughs> which I've used repeatedly. Uh, um, and it's that same theory of, you know, I can't get this done. I'm going to turn it over to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. But I think the other piece to it is when times are hard and times are ugly and times in in years ago were so harsh, you celebrated because you could. You know what I mean? And the thought of losing whole family members, you know, or whole groups of family members at a time through illness and things, it, it was important to keep that continuity, to to maintain that, that drive with them. To honor, uh, you were talking about the bubonic plague at one point, we right. were, how, what terror that probably right. created and created perhaps some of our, our cultural myth around, you know, the horrors. Right. Um, but death doesn't have to take on, you know, the scary aspect. And it doesn't have to be something that we accept as being something that is terrible. I mean, I, I think sometimes of our rituals of trying to preserve uh, something perfectly instead of letting it go back into nature. Right, right. You, know, you we, and I we, were talking earlier, I, I don't want to be preserved in such a way that someone can dig me up and play with me. Just yeah. leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> just, you know, the, the body needs to decompose. Yeah. That's just part of nature. That's just part of how we're connected to the world. Yeah. Uh, but there's almost, we want to freeze it and, and, and keep it in a box and right. and then be able to go visit it as if they're still there. And which is is a positive in one sense, because yes, there is there is that grounded in being able to say, okay, this is where they lay. This is our connection. We can we can touch, feel, and you know, connect with them, and we can bring them to the dinner table, and we can give them their favorite pastries. So there is that piece of of them still being alive in some sense. Some animation mm-hmm. exists that we can understand. Um, but I also get a sense from my own work that I think some of the fear is the transition. Um, and I was working with a gentleman who was passing away, and we were talking about that experience. And, and I said, well, what's what's your biggest concern? And he said, I don't want to know the pain. <laughs> it's going to be painful. I said, well, it might be and it might not be. I said, but let me ask you this. Do you remember being born? I said, no. I said, I imagine it's probably pretty uncomfortable to be born. I said, but you don't remember it, right? And he's like, no. I said, well, to me, that's probably how the transition works. You're not going to remember whatever the experiences are that get you there. But the point is to get there. So, And when you have folks that want to connect with someone, perhaps it's we, we talked in an earlier segment that you know, there's a feeling, especially if a spouse dies, that, mm-hmm. that there's a sense of um, wanting to keep talking with them and right. wanting to be connected and and fe- and that a lot more people do that than they necessarily admit. Right, and and that's a that's a tricky one because sometimes you can end up in in a state of never really releasing them and never going through the mourning. Um, but by and large, they're going to come back and let you know on their time frame what they want from you and how to connect. Um, 
Some of these pieces are interesting because they will give you visuals or birds or symbols. As ways of a messenger of sorts? Yes, yes, as ways of kind of connecting with you. Um, and it looks like we're, we're, we do have someone who's going to be calling in. They're not quite ready, so we'll, we'll keep talking until they're... We, we have our producer who's asking them the questions. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we'll find out a little bit more. Cool. So the, the Beltane and the Harvest and All Souls Day and the, the idea of Halloween um, really comes from those harvest festivals. Yes. Right? And, yes. And it's Samhain is a Celtic harvest festival um, that was part of Scottish heritage and, and that area. And it was a, ma- a way of appeasing both the gods and the ancestors. And I want to come back to that, but we now have Sandy. And Sandy's from Adina. Hi, Sandy. Hi. How are you doing today? I'm pretty good. I'm on my way to the other room because my phone beeped and I'm afraid it's going to go dead. <laughs> oh, well, we hope to catch you before it goes dead. It's sort of uh, uh, metaphorical for today. Yeah, <laughs> we want the phone to, the to live just I'll a little longer. <laughs> hard line. Um, but did you want my birthday? Yes. Um, yes. And, and who would you like to connect to? Um, one of my parents, probably my father or whoever wants to come. Talk to me. Okay, can you give me his first name and date of birth? Oh, uh, his date of birth, March seventh. His name is Irving. Okay, um, Irving was and is a very sensitive person. Um, he's Piscean, but he's also um, a quick thinker and could be very dynamic. Um, though he never did it in a way that was overly overt. He was not a pushy guy. Does that make sense? Actually, her phone did go dead. Oh, but no. you can keep talking a little bit about Irving. Okay. And Irving wants her, Sandy to know that he is around. Um, sometimes she questions that. Sometimes she's a little, feels a little isolated. Um, but he's definitely around. And he definitely wants her to either do something in the garage or something with the house. There's some sort of tidying or fixing that needs to be done. Does Irving know why she wanted to connect with him? Is there a question that you think that... That's, I think, um, that feeling of wanting to be able to talk, wanting to be able to... I think they were pretty close and wanting to resonate and understand one another. I think that's a pretty common thing with all of us. We want that one, just one last conversation. Are there ways that you can encourage her that she can communicate with Irving that would be something that would be supportive for her. Right. I often suggest that people ask for signs, you know, and just in the quiet times, you know, not in the times when you're frustrated and, you know, running rampant, but in your quiet times, just say, you know, if you got anything you want me to know, just let me know. And invariably they will send it through some means or another. Um, I was moving from uh, White Bear to Highland Park, and my father sent me a sign with the Ford sign because oh. he used to work at Ford. And that, that gave you the assurance that you yeah. were still connected. Yeah, and on the right path. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's part of what I believe people want to feel is connected not only to their, um, their family that are living, but feel connected to those that they've loved. And I think especially as you get older and you realize that, you know, there's more behind you than there is ahead of you, right. you start thinking about, you know, what, what makes that connection and, and can we still maintain the things that we love? Right. And what does love mean? Right. And what does connection mean? Right. So yeah. we have Sandy back. Sandy. 
I'm sorry. No, no. Did were you able to catch some of the stuff that we had on air before as you went off the your phone? Uh, just a little, because I had to go in the other room where the radio was. <laughs> okay. Well, Sandy, do you have another question for us? Um, well, just if you were connecting with Irving, if he had any message for me. Today. Um, yes. I, he's saying that there's something you have to do either with the garage or the house. There's something that needs to be shored up or, or watched there. Um, he's still very much your dad. Um, in a dad sense, and I get a sense that you kind of miss that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And he loves the fact that you kind of still want him to be your dad, Um, and so he's being very dad-ish in the sense of, you know, there's that piece here, honey, that needs to be fixed. Does that make sense to you? Well, I'm wondering, it might be because my brother gave me a new, well, not a new, but new-to-me car this summer, and I still have to sell the old one. It's ah, get it out of the garage. Because it's yeah. not in the garage, so that might be. <laughs> that could be why he's fixated on the garage, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do get, it. get that sold. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Tidy that up. <laughs> yes, and it has to be cleaned out before I can sell it. So. There you ah, go. So there's another on the to-do list that Dad's there, saying. That's a very yeah, Dad thing really, to do. I mean, I'm just feeling overwhelmed with things that I should do and I'm not getting um, one of them done and it's, uh, so if there's any advice of how to overcome how to, that. How to overcome that? Um, I guess he's saying you're a little bit of a list girl and so he says kind of put it on paper and it'll make it easier for you to kind of check those things off. And he also says um, that you're a little isolated right now so getting kind of out back out into the world will help. Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> good. Good, good. Not sure how easy that would be, but yeah. Yeah, well, we never say these things are easy. It's just what has to happen. <laughs> so, cool. Um, could you see if he and my mother are together? Yeah, your mom, though, is a little, she's, um, she's kind of sideways to him, and that, for me, means that they didn't, they got along, but they didn't always get along. Does that make sense? <laughs> Yeah. 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 She's of her own mind about lots of things. Um, well, they were a Pisces and a Virgo. So. Oh, no wonder. Yeah, she's she's a fix-it girl, and he didn't always listen. So that was a little bit of a contention between the two of them. Would you agree? Yeah, but yeah. is it still? No, no. I'm just, oh. they just give me the presence of who they were in life. Sandy, we're at the end of this segment, but you can hang on and we can finish up our conversation after a few commercials. How's that? Oh, great. Thank you. All right. Hang on, Sandy. And you all listen in. And if you want to call, 952-946-6205 and we'll be right back. This is New Beginnings, hosted by award-winning broadcaster and speaker, Freddie Bell. Freddie, this generation of the baby boomers, people are living longer, so the baby boomers are taking care of elderly parents. Let's talk about your health, and specifically, let's talk about Medicare. Our show features the concerns of America's 78 million baby boomers in employment, finance, health and nutrition, and even entertainment. Catch New Beginnings with Freddie Bell, Saturdays at 11 on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. 
AM950 listeners, we have a home cleaning company with an offer just for you. They're Blue Sky Services. Blue Sky Services will wash your windows, siding, gutters, clean those black streaks off your roof, and much more. Window washing starts at $100. Siding cleaning starts at $199. Call Blue Sky Services at 651-447-4484 to ask for the AM950 special. If you hear this, you have an exclusive house cleaning offer for AM950 listeners. Call Blue Sky Services at 651-447-4484. That's 651-447-4484. Hi, this is Ken Hagland, host of the Minnesota Healthcare Show, your resource for all your healthcare and caregiver questions, inviting you to listen to our live show airing on Saturdays from noon to one. On my next show, I will be talking with Brad Johnson, owner of Oasis Senior Advisors, an organization helping seniors and families transition from independent living to assisted living alternatives. Please join us this Saturday from noon to one for the Minnesota Healthcare Show. Building a new home or remodeling a treasured older home can be one of the most exciting and rewarding endeavors of a lifetime. The key to success is to have your priorities and expectations decided up front and that your building partners all share your goals and vision. Steve Northway, founder of Construction Advocates, takes the mystery out of the process of building or remodeling and helps ensure a rewarding process for all involved. For more information or to set up an interview with Steve, go to constructionadvocates.com. That's constructionadvocates.com. Welcome back to Connections Radio Show. We're having fun. We have Christine Schroeder. She is a a life skill advisor. She's an intuitive medium. She connects with the dead. And isn't that a perfect thing to do during the the Halloween time is to consider what this is? But she does it in such a wonderful down-to-earth way, in a way that I think um, makes a little bit more sense of our desire of wanting to connect. Uh, we were talking about in the last segment how the how the dead there's a celebration for when they're hungry, going door to door and getting pastries, which I just love. Um, but you know, when you think about it, what is it that we we most want um, in life, and it's like good food and you know uh, being able to be in the first snowfall and seeing that snow. It, it doesn't. It makes sense to celebrate that and give a chance to when we're connecting with our ancestor, have them appreciate that in, in our sensory, that that's something that we do have when we're alive and living is the sensory in this world. Right. And, and from my work with them, that's what they probably miss the most is that textural part that being able to, to be of the world and of the living, but yet not actually participating can be kind of challenging to them. So they do use a lot of imagery that involves food and you know, fun things that they've experienced through life. So and that yeah. we can relate to. Yes. Sandy, are you yeah. still there? Yes. I'm so here. we we talked a bit about your dad in the last segment and your dad and mom. Did you have another question that you wanted to ask Christine? Well before that I just want to say two things. One, food was very important in our family. So this <laughs> is very appropriate. And also when you were talking about the ghost or the dead going door to door to ask for Pastries, that just sounds so much like it could be the origin of trick-or-treats. Or it it how... is. It is part of that, that process, yeah. Okay. Um, okay, I just if um, ask if he has any advice on, uh, on how to help me financially. <coughs> All right. Um, he says you need a better support system, and what he's talking about is not you know, friends and family. He's talking like government services and and ways of connecting with um, like financial aids 
um, services through budget planning and how to kind of um, master some of the techniques around money. Um, it is not that you um, are unable to earn. It is that you don't have a lot of knowledge around money. Does that make sense? Well, I am unable to earn because I'm retired and I have a disability, so I had had worked for quite a while. Hmm. He's going to challenge you on that in the sense that I think that there are things that you can do and that you will want to do. Um, so explore that side of things. Mm. And not that you have to go against your dis disability, um, but there are certain things that he says that you can do that you're talented in that would be like passive income. Um, so I don't know if you're very creative or um, if you have hidden talents, but I think that that's what he wants you to explore a little bit. Mm. Um, the other piece to this is that knowledge around money can be um, a benefit to you right now. I think he was pretty good at kind of playing with money himself. Mm -hmm. Did he ever gamble? Did he ever do anything along those lines? No, he 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 didn't. But he would every now and then buy my mother and me a lottery ticket. But well, there he never you go. Himself. There you go. I I don't recommend that as a as a <laughs> way of retiring, but um, it certainly doesn't hurt every once in a while. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you. Yeah, well, thank you. Um, and could, could you give um, Christine's name again? And, and yes, website? yes, yes. Christine Schroeder. And Christine, do you want to give your phone number as well as your website sure. out? Sure. It's 612-910-2417. And it's One more Christine, time. One more time. 612-910-2417. And my website is christineintuitivemedium.wordpress.com. And folks can email you. Yes, they can, at C-S-P-S-Y-C-H-I-C at gmail.com. And that's C-S-Psychic yep. at gmail.com. Yep. So thank you, Sandy. Thank you for calling in today. Thank you very much. You too. Bye. So we've been talking also about different cultures. Uh, you know, the Native Americans believed for centuries that they could communicate with the dead. When a person died, uh, they passed into the spirit world. So, you know, I like looking at different cultures for different ways of understanding what it means. Yeah, um, there is a, a, throughout most cultures, there is that understanding that we can still connect, that we can ask things of them, and it manifests in different ways and different uh, festivals and different ways of doing things, but that seems to be kind of the human condition, that we all kind of venerate the dead. Um, and I, for one, think it's a really wise thing. I think it does maintain um, our sense of connection through family and humanity and things of that nature and can teach us a lot. And nobody really knows, right? <laughs> all these different right. religions, all these different cultures, no one has the absolute answer. And it is something that you have to go inward to, to think about. Right. Um, I enjoy the conversations we've had to think about and to imagine. And, and I do think that our own instincts is something that we need to follow. And if we have an instinct to believe that we can right. um, carry on in some way with with uh, connections that we've made in our lives and they may not be with us, maybe it's a way of dealing with a grief and maybe it's a way of understanding who we are. True, true. Um, I also think that I, I just want to share one funny story. 
Um, I lived in a little house in White Bear Lake years ago, and the woman who owned it before me was a master gardener, and she did beautifully. I happened to have two black thumbs, and when I would go through the house, I was always met in the hallway by this little short woman with red hair, and I could tell she was not happy with me. And so I would say, you know, it's my house now, you have to knock it off, because she'd futz with the electric, the water wouldn't work, things of that nature. And she reminded me of my great aunt's sister, whose name happened to be Frida. So I would say to her, Frida, knock it off. And years later, um, a neighbor came walking down the street, and he said, oh, you're gardening. And I said, I'm trying. And he said, yeah, you know, that tree you've got in your front yard, um, I planted. He said, Frida and I planted it, and I nearly <laughs> fell off my feet. <laughs> what a wonderful story to end on. And Frida... We appreciate that you loved your garden, but we also love Christine. So <laughs> maybe we'll, we'll, we'll send a plant someday to have you, and we'll name it Frida for yes. you. So think about contacting Christine, christineintuitivemedium.wordpress.com. It's been a great time. Thanks for being with us. Thank you. Thank you.